Welcome back, you princes of Maine, you kings of New England, and welcome to another edition of Upon Further Review, where today we're going to discuss Taxi Driver. And check out the other shows this week on the Ozzy Cobb Network. There's Previously Recorded Live, where I interview Elton Williams, star of Tyler Perry's If Loving You Is Wrong on the OWN Network, which will be available now. So after you listen to this, go right in to listen to that. And then on Tuesday, listen to This Is Awkward with Brian Nicholas and Dom. And on Wednesday, we have Getting Real with Zeke Thomas, where he sits down with one of my favorite rappers when I was younger, Vanilla Latte. That's a really exciting show. And on Thursday, we have Tea Too Many with Andrew Goldmeyer, where, Gold, where Andrew sits down with Brock Laborde, and they have a nice little discussion. And check out Ozzy Cobb on all social media. On Facebook, you can just look up Ozzy Cobb Productions. Um, on Twitter and Instagram, we are at Ozzy Cobb Prod. And our website, ozzycob.com. So definitely on iTunes, rate, review, let us know, you know, give us feedback. Let us know what you think of us. We want to make all these shows better for you, and we hope that you really enjoy them. So as of now, sit back and listen to us talk about Taxi Driver. All right, welcome to the fourth upon further review. Hey, everybody, how's it going? Hey, hey. Ow. <laughs> All right, before we get started, let's introduce ourselves. Who we have in the panel for this week? Uh, I am Danny Fernandez, and I am in crippling student loan debt. <laughs> I- <laughs> Hi, Danny. <laughs> I'm a comic and writer in LA. Very cool. Nice to meet you, Danny. Nice to meet you, too. You haven't met me yet. Um, I'm actually Chris Fimbres. Uh, I'm a comedian. I do improv with our very own Noah here. Yes, you do. Uh, I'm also an international lover. So <laughs> yes, he is. Moves. I mean, I've heard. Uh, you can find <laughs> nice. me on Craigslist. <laughs> I am Amy Cordova. I am a freelance film and television publicist. Most recently at Fox Films International. You. Hello. Awesome. All right, so before we get started, everyone can just jump in whenever, but has anyone seen any good movies lately since the last show, which some of us are new? So that's exciting. Looking at you, Chris. (laughs) Welcome, by the way. Welcome. Thank you, man. Thanks for having me. So a couple of our regulars, Renee and Craig, could not make it. So we have friend of the show, Danny Even here, better. Which is yeah. exciting. Upgraded. Is no, I'm just kidding. Besticle of the <laughs> show. <laughs> and then we have newcomer Chris, which I'm very excited about. He's sometimes funny. So I was excited to have him on the show. <laughs> yeah, just take it easy. It's my first time. <laughs> I'll be gentle. So has anyone seen anything since? Yes. Or at all recently? You know, I like to do my binge watching uh, with my DVR shows. And I just started watching a new... Uh, USA scripted show called Dig hmm. takes place in Jerusalem. It's a FBI agent, Jason Isaacs uh, portrays him. It's really interesting. It's hard to get into it first, but it uh, it's actually really, really interesting. Very historical action adventure, a little bit of Anne Hesh crazy. She in it? She's in oh, it. She plays like, she's always crazy. I love yeah. That. She plays like FBI boss lady. Yeah. Is awesome, but anyway, it's kind of cliche. Some of the some of the uh, police interrogations were like, you know, light the cigarette, 
take a drag and then, but really, what do we know about that person? You know, it's like, <laughs> oh, really, come on. <laughs> Almost had to turn it off, but it's uh, it's pretty good. What I, a chance. what I love about that description is you like <laughs> said you really like the show and then you're like slowly talking yourself out of it. <laughs> <laughs> it go, hey, I loved it. Whoa. And here's what I hated about it. <laughs> so I thought you're that right. was great. <laughs> was Good awful. acting, interesting characters, a lot of craziness. Uh, very, very awesome. I wanted to yeah. check it out. I've only seen posters yeah. for it, but yeah. I like, I typically like most of the stuff USA does. Yeah. So big psych fan and monk. So. Yeah. What about you? I recently saw the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt Ooh, okay. on Netflix. I watched the first four so far, and I thought it was really funny. Uh, it had a very Thirty Rock feel to it. Oh, very much nice. so. Uh, even like the little tones in the background, and uh, Jane Krasinski is basically this the same, same character. Exact character. Um, but I really, I really oh. love Dufuan on Thirty Rock, and the fact that he's one of the main characters, uh, Titus. Oh yeah, okay. Uh, I think I need more gay black men in my life. So I, just watching that show just really filled a, a hole I was, um, I was what, missing. What's funny is one of my good friends um, is exactly him. Like, <laughs> so when I watch it, it's just like, oh, my God, that's my best. That's my friend Vink. Like, it's exactly to a T like him. So that's kind of fun to see. Did anyone watch uh, Modern Family? Mm-hmm. Do you know Longinus? Yeah. On yeah. He's yeah. so fucking hilarious. He, I know. Um, he just, uh, I think he's on another Sirens. I don't know if that got canceled. I don't know. Or not. Yeah, he was on that. He follows me on Twitter and I like have talked to him on occasion, but I was like, yeah, I'm going to check out that other show sometime. Is he, which show is he on? Sirens? That oh, is still oh, 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 yeah. oh. The, I think that's the Dennis, Oh, just kidding. Then I am going to check it out. And it's on. The first season's on Netflix. Yeah. That's on, U- sorry, that's on USA, that's right? USA. Okay, that's what I was yeah. saying. Um, I have also, I saw Cinderella last week. How was that? It was good. I liked it. It was good. Um, but I didn't, well, of course, Helena Bonham Carter was mm-hmm. in it. Of course so she, she played. Yeah. She had to be in it. So I think she that's showed up. Sag rules. But they kept it really <laughs> traditional, which is how, like, they didn't change it up and good. make it like Maleficent where all of a sudden you're going to feel really bad for the stepmother and mm. want to, yeah. Mm. So, uh, I liked it. I didn't like her dress. I didn't like, I had a huge <laughs> issue. I had to write a review on it. And I just like half of it. I, I felt like was the dress, her blue dress. And it was just because they put like butterflies on it and it was all glittery. But then I remember, and I was like, this is something that like eight year old me would have like drawn, yeah. you know, if the, I was in yeah. like the, in charge of designing it. But then I was like, Oh, eight year olds are the ones that are watching right. this movie. So never mind. I yeah. think it was good though. I liked how traditional it was. So. Is is Gus Gus in this one? You know, he is. He is but they're not they don't talk. Uh, I'm sorry to ruin that for people. Uh, yeah. Wait, no, isn't it Gu- Jack Jack? Is it no, Jack? it's no, Gus it's Gus. Jacques and Gus. Gus Gus. He's uh, the clumsy, Gus Gus. clumsy heavy set. Right. But there's Jack right? T-shirt, or did I make that? I, up? I don't. Rem- I just remember. Yeah, I yeah. Just Jacques. Remember the one. Jacques, Jacques. But I think they. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, that's awesome. Yeah, it was. It was good. And they're gonna they green Disney greenlit a live action Beauty and the Beast, mm-hmm. of course, with Emma Watson. Yeah, they're doing a Jungle Book. Well, I don't know if Disney's doing a Jungle Book, and there's another one that they've greenlit. Um, so I, I want them to Jungle Books. Uh, Favreau's right. doing one, yes. and then Circus is doing one, right? Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. I want I want a live action Finding Nemo. 
So oh, that's what I would what? be excited about. With <laughs> <laughs> like the Monty Python No, like a, and... like a Milo and Otis version yeah, that's of what I thought, like, That'd be like amazing. Like March of the Penguins <laughs> or something. <laughs> or even like a, um, Homeward Bound, The Incredible Journey. Like You want two fish? They, la- they live for like a week. You know that. <laughs> okay, so they can't have that. No animals were harmed in the making of. No. I'm okay with that. I can sleep with that. Pete's on set. So, be, policing. Yeah. No. Oh. oh, brother. I know. So I saw Dumb and Dumber Two. Oh. So after seeing Anchorman Two and then Dumb and Dumber Two both recently, I feel like one of the hardest jobs for studio executives would be like. Am I green lighting something that people, if there is there more of a story someone wants to see or am I just paying a bunch of old friends to be able to hang out? Nostalgia. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but I, cause both of them, like I, I mean, a for effort for all the actors involved for both of those movies, I thought they really committed, but I'm like, man, you fought for dumb and dumber for 20 years, anchorman for like 10 or 15. You fought for these sequels. Don't you think probably should have had a script maybe yeah. like work? Cause it just, it didn't feel, I mean, dumb and number two felt like they had more of a script, but it also kind of felt like they were really trying so mm-hmm. hard, but you know that they had improvised so much of anchorman the first time. So right. I think that mm-hmm. that's what they were like, Oh, you guys already proved that you can do this together. I it was so I feel the same way. I have I personally want Good Burger to to be made. I <laughs> oh, really man. do. You guys, if well, Keenan, you I know, think you just want you Kel know, to get work. No, you know, <laughs> it's been a minute since Kel's had a you job. You know, it's Keenan's fault. There is not a Good <laughs> Burger too because Kel would be all about oh, that right now. Yeah. But I, I feel the same way. Where I'm like, how how good is it actually and you know what i think it's overquoted so much mm. like anchorman and dumb and dumber oh were overquoted so much that it's just when you throw a sequel at it it just doesn't hold up yeah and it makes me nervous zoolander is one of my favorite i think that's stupid, gonna be good I'm, i want it to be yeah but i'm just so nervous about it i mean mm. for one i'm like where would they go with the sequel because i kind of liked yeah. how it just neatly wrapped itself up in the first one and it's so stupid i love it so much but i'm so tread lightly so i don't want another you know um little fockers type (laughs) of sequel thing i'd rather have another i'd have another meet the fuckers versus the little fuckers you know but i'm so that's what i saw Wait, can we talk about, wait, how many Dr. Doolittles were there, too? (laughs) People will see anything. They're still making those. The Nutty Professor. Straight to DVD, yeah. 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 Oh, God. Man. Norbit. No. (laughs) (laughs) That movie, he lost an Oscar because that movie came out the same year as Dreamgirls before the voting. Had that movie maybe waited like six months. Eddie Murphy would have had an Oscar for Dreamgirls. I'm sure of it. But then people are like, wait, you want me to vote for that guy? Norbit? Who's a skinny <laughs> man and a super fat woman. Like, again. A, again. Again. So no one's saying Hercules, Hercules. Like, nope, I'm not voting for him for an Oscar. You know, so. man, uh, something really funny happened. Uh, I had some friends over and uh, we were drinking. And then my roommate, he comes out and he's just smashed, right? He was just in his room drinking all day and he starts <laughs> mingling, right? And it's kind of weird. And then uh, someone was just like, oh, I, I don't, I've never really seen an Eddie Murphy movie. And I was like, are you serious? And I was about to start off, hey, man, watch Beverly Hills Cop, watch 48 Hours. And my drunk friend is like, are you, are you serious? You've never seen Norbit? <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, dude, I'm not going to be mad at someone for not have seen Norbit. It's relevant. <laughs> right? 
Yes. <laughs> so there's some Norbit fans out That's, there. I Shout out to all the Norbit uh, hardcore fans out there. I sadly saw that in a theater. Wow. I paid to see it. Wow. <laughs> I did. Sorry. Man. Still weighing on your conscience? It is. It's all good. Just I... cleanse your palate by watching Bowfinger and just <laughs> okay. enjoy every minute of yeah. that wonderful film. So, all right. Well, okay. let's let's do this. So now right. let's let's talk about why we're all here today. The 1976 classic Taxi Driver and the little premise. I'm only doing a little of it from Rotten Tomatoes because this is like a essay what's here, but... In Martin Scorsese's classic 1970s drama, insomniac ex-Marine Travis Bickle, played by Robert De Niro, works the night shift, driving his cab throughout decaying mid-70s New York City, wishing for a real rain to wash the scum off the neon-lit streets. So that's intense premise there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, okay, first things first. Did we feel that this held up? Today versus because that's the whole Chris, you're new to this. So the mm-hmm. whole point of this show is to watch a classic film that's been deemed just classic and amazing and perfect in some aspects. And does it stand up today? Like if it was released today, does it really stand up? Or is it kind of more of its time and is it more of like classic appreciation of something that worked then but maybe just doesn't stand up today? Well, it was definitely one of the best movies of its time, of the 70s. But just watching it, like I watched it three times, uh, getting prepared for this. And I, it stands up still. Like, I could easily relate it to today. And even the movies that they're putting out uh, with the PTSD and, and insomnia and things mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think it, it definitely, it's one of those movies that I think that will always stand the test of time. And do we agree? Disagree? I agree. I agree. Um it it did stand up and it did resonate with a lot of the PTSD and it didn't specifically say he was in Vietnam but it Vietnam era right uh, marine and so definitely i mean he might have seen his share of combat but um yeah just the dinginess of the city and um i i thought it was interesting i thought it kind of i i do think it held up Danny. I didn't at all. <laughs> no, that, you know what? That's okay. fine. That's why we're here. here here's my You're thing. in a safe zone. <laughs> yeah, I'm in a safe <laughs> space. When I leave here, someone's going to track me down. Um, Robert De Niro, though, as an actor, his acting is timeless. And mm. he was amazing. Um, pretty much single-handedly, single-handedly carried that whole film. But yeah. Could, yeah. could it be out today? Like, could you show this in theaters today? No. It was so slow. It mm-hmm. was, I, I looked at my time 50 minutes in and basically nothing had happened. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. I understand that they were trying to kind of let us get in his head space mm-hmm. and just how lonely he is. I realized that too when I was like, we by the end I was, when we were, I was looking at some of the other characters and things, I was like, we don't really know really about them like we know their backstory Nothing. but we don't I mean, really yeah. know no. what they're thinking as as the same as um travis's uh mentality and his mm-hmm. so i just yeah i thought it was so slow if they put it out today they would definitely have to speed it up mm-hmm. and that but i did like how it was shot like i like how mm-hmm. scorsese mm-hmm. i liked the um aside from just when he was like driving at night but just in general how he shot new york Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the pre-Giuliani days. Yeah, <laughs> but Very still, like I, I loved that. I loved um, the directing style. I liked how it was 
coupled with jazz and that just kind of brought about that like feeling of like you know it's the type of new york that like frank sinatra sings about and that kind of like came out that was heavily contrasted with what was going on but it was so slow Mm -hmm. and then it didn't really pick up it picked up a whole bunch towards the end but that was it and you didn't really get in depth of any other characters but him so i i personally didn't think plus he had a monologue you know, yeah. going throughout yeah. the whole Hidden thing that nobody else did. And yeah. Which until later, I mean, right. you kind of assume it's a journal, but you don't really see that exactly. until later. Exactly. Yeah. But like, so, oh, sorry. I was going to say, uh, a lot of the characters in this are vague. Even the main Super characters. Vague. You never really get yeah. where they're from. Uh, well, how did he get uh, honorably discharged, a scar on his back, all that stuff you never really get. You just kind of have to assume. And I think mm. that's what's great about uh, being a viewer watching this, that it, a lot of it is kind of left up to you and how you interpret his loneliness and mm-hmm. why he keeps putting himself in that position mm-hmm. over and over. The stuff that he hates is the all the routes that he takes, you know? For me, I would say I, I don't think it holds up today because of the pacing. I feel if <clears throat> without, excuse me, without expanding on a lot of sub stories and a lot of different things. I feel if it came out today, it would be a short film Yeah, because it was, I mean, really not a lot happens. And really I, I had to look up um, the names of almost all the other characters (laughs) when I was for the recasting Mm -hmm. portion of this, because as far as I know, their names were who cares? Like, cause like none of them, were really fleshed out and none of them really everybody seemed to facilitate a small aspect of De Niro. Yeah. And I, I just I don't so I feel like if it was made today, either it would be presented in short form or they would tweak a little bit, change its name to Nightcrawler. Basically <laughs> is what I was what I was wow. definitely thinking. Cause I, if you saw that Jake Gyllenhaal Hall movie, which is amazing, mm-hmm. it's basically taxi driver instead yeah 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 i think i mean so i understand that there was a point in having these like surface level characters and it was basically because we're just looking in depth at travis bickle Mm -hmm. and understanding him but still even then and i think was it a it wasn't a book before i was this okay no no Mm -mm. it was uh actually the screenplay the the writer wrote it in five days yeah okay never mind I, i did read that uh so we didn't really get, because I was going to say if it was a book, like how when I was on with The Godfather, it was like a lot of things were yeah. left out, yeah. that it almost seems like it would have been a book because oh, all that like quiet time yeah. and time mm-hmm. that like yeah. we have no idea, you know, like that would have had more dialogue, more or monologue. Um, but yeah, I just, I didn't think it held up. Yeah. Um, were there any little interesting things or any talking points for me kind of going back, like it, it was, I kind of made it a joke, but it really is a pre-Giuliani New York City. Because yeah. for any listeners or anybody who knew about New York before Giuliani, who now he's kind of like the crazy conservative mm-hmm. Republican dude saying embarrassing things on the national stage. But back in the day, he was the mayor of New York and he really cleaned up that city. Like, it was exactly how you saw it. You know, yeah. there's a lot of just smut a lot of crime a lot of different things and he really cleaned up the city so this was kind of like when that stuff i mean it was portrayed in the movie where i mean i don't i don't know if that people didn't realize it was really like that but it was kind of very interesting that 
it's kind of like that's assumed. That's what New York's like. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, he's seeing that world. And um, so I found it very interesting because that's yeah. definitely very accurate with how New York used to be. And it must have been pretty terrifying. I mean, he didn't really care. He did not care. But he was driving through those really crazy neighborhoods. And, you know, with the, you know, the Johns and the pimps and the, you know, the hookers and, you know, just all of the rampant, um, you know, people walking around babbling and a lot of crazy going on. And it must have been pretty terrifying back in the day. So I think it was more terrifying to be a woman. When I was watching that, I was like, geez. But yeah, yeah, I just I think it's like a constant reminder um, I, I, I was trying to look over my stuff that I had notes about. The one was that like porn place that he mm-hmm. went into. Mm-hmm. That probably wouldn't be around today. Well, I it mean, is. they are, they, they, they still have, yeah. no, no, actually they still certain parts of town. Yeah. <laughs> this is what I think is even crazier as far as that. If it was reshot today is that even today they still have like adult mm-hmm. video mm-hmm. stores. Yeah. Who's going in there? I know people who've never heard of internet. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. (laughs) Well, no, but that in my head, I'm like, how would they? So the whole scene where he's taking Betsy, Mm -hmm. I think, which is, I am so shocked as he is that she wouldn't be into that type of first date. It reminded me of like a a Tinder date. And uh, (laughs) I just was like, where he just was like, oh, you don't like this? I I don't know. I'm so sorry. I have no idea you wouldn't like this. (laughs) But I'm thinking like, okay, that scene wouldn't, they wouldn't be able to have that today because we don't really have those today mm-hmm. um so and also but even but today we do still have i was driving by and i saw adult like a uh, video store yeah, i'm like they're who, around who shows. you know you can see this for free. i mean if you're gonna I... buy a trench coat you're gonna find reasons to wear it guys <laughs> <laughs> you're not gonna let that in your closet you spent good money on that trench coat burlington <laughs> sale Spend all but, that time digging the hole in the wall. You know, was, someone's going to come visit. That was, <laughs> that was my one takeaway from the whole film. It was that just stuck with me. I just the porn, but the but the porn thing, and it was actually a sex ed video. Did you know that? Did you uh, see that? Yeah, it was like a part of uh, European. It, it was a Swedish sex of, ed film. Yeah, sex was, study, right? Yeah, but it. I don't. It didn't look yeah. like anything that I. Saw. He was trying to educate her, and she said no. So what? It's a good thing they didn't make it because yeah. she just doesn't want to be enlightened. But notice no. he took her to the fancy one. She, that wasn't the same yeah. one. The hole in the wall. He took her. They got glass doors. Those are super nice. Yeah. That's like the arc light of New York's adult <laughs> the arc movies. Light wow. The seats leaned back and everything. <laughs> exactly. Like he should have been impressed. He wasn't was asking so for jujubes. Okay, those. he stepped up his game. You guys are so spoiled now to have the internet. Back then you had to, you know, be shameful in public. So. Yeah, I mean, but I, I thought that was funny that he was genuinely surprised when it he took her cute. to the, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, it was adorable. Yeah, well, oh, he, he didn't Robert know any better, you know, no his whole skills. life is. I felt uh, like he, wait, I felt like he kind of knew that he shouldn't have taken, you know, but I think he was, he was testing the waters. I feel like he was pushing it. He was yeah. like, are you yeah. going to be in this? He doesn't believe in dipping his toe and he throws people <laughs> yeah. into the water and see if they can swim. You know, Subconsciously, I totally think he was, but it has to do with like, because she, she called him a walking contradiction, right? Mm-hmm. When they first mm-hmm. met up at Hap High. Mm-hmm. And I think that he sees her as this perfect whole embodiment of something, right? And then he takes her there only to like really sabotage himself because he is that contradiction. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, which, by the way, after this movie, I have to try melted cheese on pie because I never would have thought of putting those two gross. Yeah, can we talk about the together? food? What yeah. in the world was he? <laughs> yeah. He just he would have like the weirdest mixture <laughs> combinations. I know. Have you guys ever been truly broke? Right, you're just. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You're crumbling things up, throwing them in a bowl. Whatever works. <laughs> yeah, so even funny. the big show. If you see like the big show's little WWE documentary, talks about making sandwiches out of um, bread and toothpaste. Oh god, uh, you're not so. supposed to ingest that. Well, I mean, how do you get so big? He, that's it's how we did it. You know what? Maybe toothpaste doesn't break down. <laughs> Guys, so. homeless. Sometimes I see large homeless people, and I'm like, how? Yeah. Okay, you're you're being fed. Better than I am. <laughs> so. They're eating other homeless people. <laughs> That's no. exactly it. That's what it is. So I have to say, I was ridiculously surprised to see Harvey Keitel as a pimp. Mm-hmm. I really? was not expecting that at all. I loved it. He fit <laughs> it yeah, really that was well. so great. He did, yeah, but I never did. would have pictured him. He was so sweet. Easy, yeah. I thought he did such a good job because every pimp you see in the movie is black. Mm-hmm. Every single one you see walking around, all the prostitutes are black. And then him to come in and be the, kind of like that main evil pimp as a white dude, I thought he played it amazingly. Was he evil? I well, felt like well, so much in this was. movie was assumed. It's just disgusting. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's a pimp. Easy. I'm not saying he has, you know, like, it's he's like a moral center of the and, film. and uh, Palantine were the controllers of these women that he saw as hopeful and pure. So he wasn't, he wasn't I don't even think, mad at either of them, but that the fact that the women that he had this... Uh, Connection with, yeah, connection with yeah were uh controlled or so to speak mm. by these these two men that he could never do that interesting yeah, yeah. I well thought... i he was he was evil because there's that scene where with the whole the first scene that we see her then she's in the mm-hmm. taxi and he was like pulling yeah. her and oh, that, that's like, right. yeah, yeah so yeah, that if it was just him being a total creep even though that is evil in our eyes but like him being a total creep with her or whatever but he's not evil he's just weird that but it wasn't it like he had yeah, that, he had that, that evil yeah yeah violent streak was, with her that was definitely interesting and Plus i the, 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 the whole 12 year old so icky when you hear that super evil you never had no pussy like this man 12 years old i was yeah. like oh my yeah. god yeah. nope she'll take it anywhere and the scene yeah. where he had <laughs> Well, she's going to leave, but he just, he throws his, the jazz on, which is the same jazz yeah. you hear played oh throughout the, mu- the movie. And you just see his nail, that one long Ugh. pinky nail. His and it was just kind of cursing her, you know? It was painted. Mm-hmm. Did you guys notice that? Ugh. Well, you know, it's for her cocaine, right? That was their what? thing. What? Yeah, back no in the day. Way. Still, yeah. Know, I know. Noah. What, his needles what? weren't because he was diabetic? <laughs> yes. Yes. No, it's for the little scooping and yeah, the sniffing. Yeah, yeah. Sugar in the coffee. <laughs> yeah. It's for, it's it's for a his... a tablespoon right there. I'm sorry, fry. guys. It was for his raw stevia. My bad. No, My... I think it was important that he, at that time, wasn't black because Scorsese didn't want to make it about race. Well, yeah. So a lot of the characters are recast mm-hmm. um, as white because when Scorsese read the film, he thought it would be like a racial statement and he didn't yeah. want to make yeah. that, which is really cool for a director in the 70s to do that. Because I don't feel like yeah. they necessarily, not all of them would have that clarity versus just having the, you know, stereotypes or archetypes put in there. So I thought that was really good that he wanted to make the movie not accidentally about something he was very specific and he's always had a great vision 
Mm-hmm. And I felt like this was no exception, mm-hmm. you know, being one of his earlier films that he just had. He knew what he wanted to show. And he's always been really good, I feel, about being like, okay, what don't I want to show? So he makes sure that that's right. not a focal point. All of his movies have that zeroed in narrative. Yeah. Well, because Bickle was, he was a racist guy, right? We could, we could, I'll oh, say yeah. that. But the movie wasn't about right. racism or him being racist. Right. He was just, it was about this guy and he just happened to be racist. But I think he, just in general, I feel like he just kind of didn't kinda... like anybody, really. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But you see him make eye contact with any black character in that movie. It's always kind of this yeah. slow, what, gonna... freeze, yeah, tense like, stare down, you know? You starting something? You yeah. want to go? Yeah. I noticed that the coffee shop. They're there, but I almost—I don't know if he. I feel like he was more like trained that way because he was in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. Anyone that came back from Vietnam, including everyone's like grandfather, has been like super racist. I feel mm-hmm. like so. Um, my grandfather wasn't in Nam, so he wasn't. But <laughs> he was just racist. Well, good for you. <laughs> he was so just he racist. Gets, no, but you know what I mean. Star. It's like everyone's like racist grandfather that came mm-hmm. back from Vietnam is like super racist, like just saying inappropriate things. Oh, gosh. So yeah. I don't know if it was necessarily him or just a sign of the times yes i think so circumstantial yes people just uh you know before a certain year you know people were throwing the n-word and you know remember even in casablanca thank god that we've solved that and that word's no longer oh, to rap songs right Woo. don't well, not get that. On it. hey i'm not saying rap songs i'm just saying people yeah <laughs> I got gotcha. you. You mean for yeah, fraternities? I was, just, I was just making a funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, one thing I have to say is this was definitely a Scorsese signature film. Oh, yeah. In mm-hmm. just the way that he does not, if you see any movie, I love Scorsese. The Departed is one of my favorite movies. I was so excited when he finally won an Oscar for it, even though he mm-hmm. freaking should have won it for Goodfellas and says stupid oh, yeah. Dancing with Wolves. Yeah. What the? Oh, okay. Okay. Dancing, it was good, but not Goodfellas. Goodfellas was amazing. But anyway, sorry. Don't don't go off on Costner. One of the things. Oh, Costner. Um, <laughs> one of, he and I have Costner. Costner. Exactly. <laughs> Um, no, but with Scorsese, he does not believe in pacing. He does not believe that pacing Mm -hmm. is important. So Mm -hmm. a lot of his shots can be overly long. A lot of shots like, or jolty or jolty. There's no, his movies don't have that fluid feeling that any of his films, he does not believe in pacing. So usually when you leave a Scorsese film, you kind of feel like even if you love it, you went through a endurance challenge, right? Mm -hmm. You know, and I feel like this was no exception. I thought, but once again, his vision is he knew who he was from the beginning. And Mm -hmm. that's wonderful. And I felt the shots were beautiful. I felt like sometimes the shots were of you, like kind of the way the camera was, it was very reflective on what you felt like an audience and the camera kind of right. responded to that when he was kind of pleading on the on phone. On the payphone and on the yeah. payphone and the yeah. camera walks away like, oh this I is embarrassing. This shit yeah. Anymore. yeah, that I thought yeah. that was so the empty awesome. hallway. Yeah. Long, and that just speaks to how hallway. good uh, Scorsese is, man. Yeah. Yeah. This guy, yeah. you know, he's a lunatic, he's crazy and we see all this, but yet we still feel that that ugh when yeah. uh when he's on the payphone with well, it's like Marty's like, Hey guys, man. this is uncomfortable for you. I get it. So let's <laughs> let's let's look this way. You need to hear <laughs> exactly. what's saying for the movie, but let's let's not it's tough for us too. Yeah. So I thought that was really interesting. You remember in seventh grade when Jessica wanna answer your calls in the morning? <laughs> Yeah, that was interesting. Travis understands how you feel, Chris. (laughs) (laughs) 
It so. resonates. Um, Roger Ebert actually said he, that it was one of the greatest films he'd ever seen. And I don't agree with that, but I do agree that he said it was like a hell. And so maybe in that regard, it was, mm. that was why it was so long and drawn out. Yeah. And also because you're kind of like with trying to understand Bickle's character and depression, mm-hmm. that's kind of what it feels like. You're mm-hmm. alone. You're doing everything yeah. alone by yourself. And even, and you, days drag on. Yeah. Everything's the yeah. same. Nothing's happening. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's why they just drilled it in your head. But then mm-hmm. when things do kind of happen because of the depression, you end up pushing people away anyway. Yeah. So you kind of that's are true. making yourself Well, and you become alone. very violent because mm-hmm. you've ended up holding all of that in and isolating yourself. So I understand. Because like all those other taxi drivers wanted to be Bickle's friend. Like they yeah. were very chummy and he yeah. still had, there was like a wall there. He he didn't know how to communicate mm. either. You know, yeah. like that whole, um, what's his name? The wiz- With the wizard, Peter wizard. Boyle's character. Mm. You know, and he was out there saying, listen, you've been around, you know stuff. And the guy was like, here's what you do. <laughs> you go to work, you come home. That's who you are. Just be cool. Mm-hmm. It's like life advice, really? Okay. He's tell him, uh, go, he is go the get wizard. Drunk. Go that get is the wizard. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean uh, the whiz. Bickle, you know, he's, whiz, he's, yeah. he's driving around uh, and he's looking at all these people and they're all like kind of with someone where there's people picking yeah. up prostitutes mm-hmm. or the good looking women and it's all this stuff that he can't have mm-hmm. because emotionally he's not there and he's not mm-hmm. capable of stuff like that. So I think that really enhances his uh, his violent nature. Where he decides, okay, well, I'm gotta, I gotta kill this presidential candidate. Mm-hmm. Oh no, it doesn't work. Okay, well, I'll do something more manageable, and I'll kill this pimp and try mm-hmm. to free her. You know, I feel yeah. if this was made now, the final showdown would be so much bigger because mm-hmm. the audience mm-hmm. needs it to be yeah. so much mm-hmm. bigger. Because I kind of felt like, okay, the whole assassination Three. attempt failed. Yeah. So like, let's. I'm I'm kind of wanting. I felt like it was gonna get bigger because I mean, where do you go from a you know politician trying to kill a politician? Oh, pimps. I'm like, well, in today's audience, I feel like it'd be yeah. a lot bigger. It'd be a lot more blatant. Let's just say, if I were ever to be shot by a gun, not in the hand, I would, <laughs> other than the hand, I would want to be shot by a 70s gun because those things sucked. Yeah. How many times did the dude get shot in yeah. the neck and he yeah. survives and he's like, yeah. oh, it's a little stiff? I'm like, that sounds amazing. Turned, like, 50 Cent. Turned around super <laughs> yeah, cool exactly. after he shot him, too, right? He just kind of. Oh, yeah. you shot me? And that was like at the start of the shootout. He's like tickled, and he just keeps shooting. Up. But I'm like, man, guns back then suck. Um, he blew that guy's fucking hand off, right? Yeah. Like that shot still fucking yeah. gets me, man. He fucking uh, the guy just yeah. started walking yeah. around with uh, it. Did not yeah. see that coming. Then, I know I didn't see it coming. But then that guy's just like, oh, that movie. My fingers yeah. are gone. I'm still gonna come after you. Did you notice how long it took that guy to die? Oh, Three forever. flights of stairs. He, he went up chasing him. <laughs> Would you sh- yeah, chasing him and then doing that whole. Uh, oh, uh, and then he stabbed the his other hand. The, yeah, right through the hand. Oh my gosh. Yeah, if yeah. that if that movie was, or that scene was shot today, there's 20 people coming out of that building, and he's just killing yeah. all of them on his way up. And yeah. if it was made by Robert Rodriguez, the first shot would send the guy flying like mm-hmm. 20 feet <laughs> through the wall, and yeah. then exploding the rest of the guys. Yeah. Yeah. So okay, are we ready for our, our recast for our dream remake? Are you ready for this? Let's do it. Or is there anything else? I mean, I guess we can, can talk I, about you know more what, a little though? bit later. Can I just say really fast? That the ending, now I'd never seen Taxi Driver before. And I'm not oh, wow. really. Okay. I hadn't either. Yeah. Um, I'm not huge Adorable. into. <laughs> yeah, I know. 
um, you know, like 1970s era movies, especially mm-hmm. when it's gross New York and not, you know, Upper East Side New York. You know, breakfast at Tiffany's. Exactly. Because <laughs> weirdly, I had just watched The Devil Wears Prada that morning. <laughs> and then I watched Taxi Driver and I'm like, what? That's not New York. That's icky. Ew. That's a street That's over. poor people's New York. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, don't sit there, lady. Don't sit there, Betsy. Don't, you know. But the ending really surprised me because he came out the hero at the end of the movie. I mm-hmm. did not see that coming. So when you guys first saw that movie, did you predict that it would go that way? I thought he was dead. Yeah, me too. Like when he's sitting, that's on, it. The, when that's he's sitting it. on the couch or whatever and yeah. he did the little pew. Yeah, yeah, with yeah. His hand. I thought he was dead. The dude got shot like 20 times. I like, know. I just assumed, I don't know, 20 bullets or 10 bullets or whatever would flesh probably wound. kill you. Just I forgot 70s wound. guns or they're like yeah. BB guns. But he was on a lot of pills. He was taking a lot of pills. Oh, God. Maybe it slowed down. I thought he should have died. He yeah. should have died. died. The minute he gets shot no, in no, the neck, just I'm like. like mm. eh story so yeah he ended up a hero yeah, but but he wouldn't have weirdest. been if he had shot the senator yeah right if he actually exactly. had, right. and he didn't and mm-hmm. so he saved that girl um mm-hmm. which i thought was crazy too it was yeah. like her parents who sounded like they were really old too, yeah. to be having a 12 yeah. year old exactly. <laughs> and don't know how to read hey um, a lot of older people have oops of babies yeah. yeah and uh they were just like she's back at school now it's hard for i'm like yeah because she was banging like five dudes <laughs> yeah. a day yeah um now she's back in middle school and just trying to <laughs> she got yeah. asked to this she asked a boy to the sadie hawkins dance and mm-hmm. you know i'm just like what is yeah i kind yeah. of felt until I saw him again, I kind of felt like maybe they were leaving a message for someone not realizing he was dead. Yeah. Like for me, yeah. until he was in the taxi again. With I was with, Betsy in the with back. Betsy. Absolutely. I was thinking, yeah. do they not yeah. know that? Or like it's in his hospital bed or yeah. something like that. I didn't that, realize it was. Yeah. That scene with Betsy also not necessary. Right. Like I get it. It's like, oh, you're a hero now. I'm gonna cool, and then that was it. Like Mm-mm. it just didn't add. But her character didn't make any sense. Seventies dame. You know what? Yeah, yeah. her character could have. She was irrelevant. Yeah. Her character could have been switched out with anybody. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, she definitely. could be any. Even now, as I was recasting, I'm like, well, she could really be anybody. Yep. She'd be yeah. any actress. Um, because she didn't really. I understand what they were like as far as having her there as some possible love interest for him or just something that he couldn't get. Um, Yeah. Which I was going to say a point when you said he would like look out of his taxi cab and see, you know, all these things he couldn't have. I don't necessarily, I personally don't necessarily think that he saw it like that. I think he was disgusted. I think he like saw these pimps and like people, you know, hitting each other um, in the streets and fighting and, and, and women dressed as prostitutes. I think he was disgusted, especially if you think of the fact that he like fought for our country, right. Comes back home and then is like, this is shit. This whole place has gone to shit. Lives in a cesspool. Yeah. And he yeah. has to live in it. Yeah. So I think he was more like disgusted with his town and wanted to mm-hmm. change. And it probably doesn't help that he was involved. I mean, assumingly he was involved in a war for a, for his country mm-hmm. and the country, you know, during the war decides, hey, we don't like this war. And yeah. those yeah, versus, versus like World War Two, where those yeah. veterans came back as yeah. heroes, it the ones that came back here weren't exactly like... Was a- police action yeah, and yeah. yeah the whole it was thing. a stalemate if, yeah depending on who you <laughs> right? ask or exactly. utter yeah. failure but yeah. those veterans were not treated like yeah. the world war ii veterans that they saw who were raised up as yeah. just these amazing so i feel like that would add to the bitterness and the isolation yeah. of like 
this is what I people aren't even happy for me. I can't even like this is what I fought right. for. Right. So yeah, I can definitely you can't come see home that. and blend back in with everyone. No, like when really he's uh, talking to Sport on the thing, he's like, "No, nah, I'm hip, man." Like, yeah. Nah, nah, dude, you don't look hip. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Neither did Wizard. Yeah. He looked like a narc too. Mm. Yeah, right. Yeah. Peter Peter Boyle is a trendsetter. He's pretty hip. He, he is hip. Nerd. He used to <laughs> hang out with Lennon. You know, he was you know really hip dude. And he's been life, so cool. But... He hasn't had to change his hairstyle in no. forty years. <laughs> So, yeah. But didn't you guys think that Bickle, and this is the last one, and then I'll drop it. I no, promise. no, no. <laughs> but, I'm enjoying this. You know, yeah. he, he had the upper hand, didn't he? So Betsy gets out of his cab, and he's indifferent to her, and he's like, all of a sudden, She even kind of gave him a look. Yeah, she's like, oh, you know, Sybil Shepherd with the hair blowing in the, <laughs> you know, in the soft lighting and everything. And it's like, really? You know, you practically see, like doves flying mm. out of her hair she did, you know and then you know they make her all ethereal and everything and then you know he's like eh whatever maybe i'll see you around yeah he know, played it right then he? yeah that it's was like, like my drop away. she'll call she'll call maybe she'll call. i, I care. look back i'm oh, a she's hero still looking? Nice. she'll go see that informational video with me at the <laughs> exactly now we will learn about the ovum and the sperm together <laughs> but the thing was is that she wasn't in the wrong she no. wasn't like a bitch no yeah, not she, at all not yeah. at all he told so, her she was gonna burn in hell like the rest of them that was yeah. the last was thing so, he said to her yeah. before she yeah. saw him yeah. at the cab so the fact yeah. that she like he kind of won up during the end like, yeah yeah you want me now mm-hmm. and it's like that the message that he left, she had there was nothing she did nothing wrong you were she a did creep nothing taking her to a porn yeah well, she was a lady yeah. was did what a lady should do and left and excused yeah. herself yeah and so i thought totally that was a agree. weird message no i yeah. totally agree but I, yeah but i kind of felt like oh good he he finally has a little something to hold on to i mean just however small you know He's yeah, the hero little. in this. For some and reason, we like, root for him because... Maybe he got a be- bigger yeah. apartment? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, he got I, key to the city. The no, key I don't to the know. city, maybe a new record player. I mean, I'm surprised she even agreed to go on the first date with him because the fact that he's sitting outside of that right? campaign well, no, thing right? just exactly. she even boring. acknowledges so like that guy's like, been there guy. all day yeah. she was into creepy. it though yeah, <laughs> yeah she liked it she was into it she changes I in guess. front of the open window and she yeah, does I weird guess. stuff i don't know weird sybil shepherd yeah, he's like yeah you sip that coffee did oh, you yeah, hear you. did you guys read in the the uh trivia on imdb about how you know she couldn't remember the lines when they were in the coffee shop eating <laughs> yeah. the pie like you know, Scorsese has to like. Yeah, he had to you know what? feed her the line. She's kind of like that. You know, she has that. Uh, she and Bruce Willis didn't get along at all. Oh, they hated each yeah. other. That's yeah. why they filmed a lot of the stuff in Moonlighting Apart. Yeah. They were not yeah. fans of each yeah. other. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, she, apparently she really bothered a lot of people during the filming of this because yeah. she, didn't, she know her lines. didn't know her lines. And yeah, she didn't know what was going on. She didn't understand the scenes. Wow. So many people wanted that role. But you know, so many people. But back then, she was kind of like you know the girl next door. Yeah. I mean, even when they were casting it, when they were looking for who mm-hmm. was going to play Becky, they're like the description Betsy for or Betsy Betsy yeah was it Betsy Betsy, Betsy. yeah okay. Betsy um, when they were yeah the description for casting was a Sybil Shepherd like. Okay. Character. And, and <laughs> the agent spot on casting. Her agent was like, <laughs> you know, why don't you cast my client, Sybil Shepherd? And they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> but that was the actual yeah. description for it. So I feel. Everybody wanted that role. Carrie yeah. Fisher, you know, and she was oh, at yeah. the height of. No, Carrie Fisher but was he, for. But, uh, 
for Judy Foster's No, Carrie part. Fisher was, yeah, for, was also going to be in, or was possible for Taxi Driver. No, for Iris, though. For, or was I it, Be- it was, was it Betsy? Betsy. Oh, there was a huge list for both. She was too old for Iris, which is weird. Which is really weird that there was a huge list for for the female parts because they weren't really fleshed out. Uh, Well, that's I don't know why everybody wanted to be in this movie. I mean, well, Scorsese. I know, but Scorsese. You know, even a younger Scorsese, I'm like, I feel like you would do it. Mine was for De Niro. Can we talk about that physique? Right? Oh my gosh. I uh, love he, he was like scrawny. paleo diet crossfitting in his room. <laughs> he sure was. He, was. he sure was. Yeah. Yeah. I think he it said he dropped like 10 pounds or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Though I love the scene where he's like trying to hold his fist over fire. <laughs> yeah. That's how you oh, get that's muscle. adorable. That's yes. how you get those. Absolutely. That's second yeah. class of CrossFit. I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't think the Navy SEALs even do that. What I was going to say though is by, as far as like casting stuff with Carrie Fisher mm-hmm. or anyone else having that role, they'd probably have to be a larger role. So they had such mm-hmm. like a throwaway character that yeah. they were able to give it to her. Yeah. And she could like play that part. Because yeah. if you had a, a different actress right. in that role, she would probably command mm-hmm. more. Right. She, you know, she would need more of a story. Yeah. So. Well, none of these. And same with uh, today. All of these side characters weren't really fleshed out. They were just no, like side characters, were. right? The only one that really had a, a scene to themselves was when Sport and Iris were dancing in mm-hmm. his room. Uh, every other mm-hmm. one, Travis was there, right? Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. There was only, I think that they said there's only two scenes that De Niro was not in. Yeah. Yeah. I. But I do feel like Iris, as far as her casting, is really important. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Because she was able to play this mature part. But mm-hmm. I loved the breakfast scene where she's like had her glass sunglasses on and was yeah. like laughing and stuff. And then she was like a typical 12-year-old yeah. like teasing him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think finding someone that can do both of those is important. Yeah, right. I, I agree. I thought that she did a great job. Um, I couldn't when I was 12. I was no. play, playing on my Tamagotchi. <laughs> <laughs> I was probably watching Batman the Animated Series at that. Oh, yeah. I love that. Yeah. Pinky and the Brain. Pinky and oh, the yeah. oh, Animaniacs. Amazing. Loved Animaniacs. Um, all right, let's do let's do this recasting right. for our dream remake. Um, I'm gonna go, we're gonna do this clockwise. So I'm gonna start with Amy. Right. Um, first of all, the director. I chose Paul Haggis. He did really? Crash. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's an excellent screenwriter, and I think that he would get it. I just mm-hmm. think he would get it. He likes all the little tight shots, and I could see a Paul Haggis doing this successfully. God forbid it ever gets remade. <laughs> <laughs> if it got remade, it'd be like Uber or something. Nobody yeah, does Uber. taxis right. yeah. anymore. Yeah. It'd be like Lyft. It'd be like some, there you go. Some band member. Uber violent. <laughs> Okay, I have for Travis Bickle, I have Christian Bale. He's a little older okay. for the role, mm-hmm. yeah. but he does have that quiet, psychotic <laughs> look about him mm-hmm. Yeah, that I love that. so very much. So very much, Christian Bale. <laughs> Hi, Christian. If you're listening, What's Christian, up? If you're listening, Christian, up, we would Christian? love to have you on the show. Yeah. I loved you in The Fighter. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> um, for Betsy, since she's kind of a disposable character, going back to what Danny said, um, you know, it's inconsequential, could have been anybody. Mm-hmm. Therefore, I choose Kate Hudson. <laughs> oh. Oh, come at me, Kate. Wow. What is- <laughs> so where, what um, part did you cast for Matthew McConaughey? I know. <laughs> so, I know. Yeah. 
turns into a rom-com. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> Can you imagine? Oh, my God. Ugh. Man, yeah. it sure is cold here in New York. Matthew, for God's sakes, put on a shirt. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Exactly. And for Matthew, the pimp, or mm-hmm. Sport, mm-hmm. sport, I have Vigo Mortensen. Interesting. That's right. No, I like Think that. about it. I like that. Think about it. Like his character in... Uh, he knows what he's Carlito's doing. Carlito's Way. And mm. Carlito's Way, yeah. He's kind of pimpish in that. He is kind yeah. of pimpish in that. You know what? That, that guy can... I think that he can do most any role with... I mean, he can't. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's really, really good. Um, his reaction shots are, are great because they're very understated and he doesn't go overboard in his... Mm-hmm. You know, um, and I'll watch anything Vigo does if it doesn't involve a horse. So this does <laughs> right. not. So oh my gosh, in. he does love him some horses, doesn't he? <sighs> Loves himself some. We horse. could change it to the Pony Express. another period piece. That's right. All right, so there, there are my. Um, I didn't go in and cast all of the other characters that's, like wizards that's and fine. everything. That's so fine. last week, Craig had like. Tw- like know, twice everybody. as much. He and had everybody's like, like, oh, I and don't. featured extra number <laughs> three, <laughs> the bus exactly. driver from that one okay. scene, <laughs> the waiter at the diner. <laughs> exactly. It was crazy, but yeah, so that's cool. That's cool. Awesome. What you got, Chris? Okay, uh, for director, I have Louis C.K. Because I think that the, the okay. he gets New York, yeah, the New York setting, the jazz in the background oh, with a yeah. really grim tone. Mm-hmm. I think you know that's that is Taxi Driver. So I think he'd do a good job with that. And I also have him playing Wizard. Oh, I can see that. Yeah, I can totally see that. Uh, for Travis Bickle, I have Oscar Isaac. Oh yeah, uh, he was okay. in the main character in Inside Lewin Davis mm, and okay. Most yeah. Violent Year. Nice. Uh, I was just watching Lewin Davis the other day, uh, just right before I was about to prepare for this, and just the seriousness of his face. Like yeah. I think what he does that De Niro did in that movie really well was you could feel what he's thinking, but mm-hmm. he won't. Like he does all of, uh, everything he can to not show it, mm-hmm. but you could see like That's in the awesome. back of this guy's psychosis, this is what he's feeling. Yeah. And That's I thought Oscar Isaac does that does that really well. Uh, Betsy, I have Emily Blunt because I got a lot of like these really like hard, seductive looks from Betsy in this movie. And I thought, uh, well, Emily Blunt, she, she, uh, seduces me from time to time. So I thought that'd be nice. Fair. Uh, for sport, I was going to, I put down Michael Imperioli. He was Christopher, uh, Montesanti in the, uh, Sopranos. And there's, oh, I love there's that. lots yeah. of scenes after he hits uh, Aid in The Sopranos where he kind of does that comforting, no, 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 it's okay. And that's kind of what that You're scene my favorite reminded me girl. of. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. <laughs> You've hit girls before, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you think I like having to hit you? <laughs> I only uh, do it because I love you. That's, that's probably where that came from. Like, you hear that so much, like, as in movies, yeah. it's kind of like a dark joke or whatever. It yeah. probably came from Taxi Driver. <laughs> like, because, no, because a lot of. A lot of that scene with Harvey Keitel and Jodie mm-hmm. Foster, yeah. Harvey like improvised a lot of those lines Ugh. in the moment. So I'm like, you know, it's terrifying. Yeah, <laughs> Harvey he is a where, cold piece. Harvey, man. where are you at? <laughs> oh. Dark. Um, wow. And the rest are just basically side characters. We could move on. I'm interested in hearing what Danny put down. 
Uh, I actually, so for, it's funny you said Oscar Isaac, because he is who I picked for Al Pacino's character when we did The Godfather. Uh, yeah, it was. So she apparently, even showed a picture to us. Yeah. Interesting. So apparently Oscar Isaac is just going to remake every film yes. that Robert De Niro is in. As he, he just, should. He's just going to play enough. all the As characters. In Raging Bull. If we yeah. Yeah. Just Oscar awesome. Isaac. We're just going to keep. He No, but I agree. He He could totally fill that. Well, I picked someone else different this time, so I didn't keep picking Oscar Isaac. He's in every he's part. In, yeah, he's like Daniel Day-Lewis. He's, he's he just can transform himself. <laughs> he's going to be Iris. Betsy. He's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, for Robert De Niro's uh, Travis Bickle, I did two people. I thought maybe Tom Hardy could do it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah sure. He has that like yeah. soft but mm-hmm. also kind of violent side. Or who's been very violent lately is Bradley Cooper. Yeah. So I thought that he could be yeah. Travis Bickle. I would like that. Yeah. With, Depressed with Mar- that, yeah. you know, we saw yeah. that with like uh, Silver Lines Playbook. And yeah. so um, for Sybil Shepherd, I also had Emily Blunt. <gasps> Ooh. What? But, or Evan Rachel Wood. She okay. reminded me of Evan Rachel Wood a lot. I don't know. Okay. So I put that. No Amy Adams. I thought that too, but I just was like, mm. No, <laughs> no. Yeah. Also, what was really sad is when I was researching possible actors to cast, we apparently just have the same five actors in every film. Yeah. Just crazy. There's so many talented people. Did you know that um, Bradley Cooper, speaking of Bradley Cooper, him and Jennifer Lawrence are going to be in another film coming out? Yep. Like how many, wow, how many are you like, is no. this? Is it another David no, O. Russell or is it a different one? No, I didn't look at it enough. Yeah, yeah, I heard about this. I saw it and I saw the, like I saw um, the poster for it mm-hmm. and I just like scrolled past no. it. It I takes was, place in like the 20s or something. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. Man, they're yeah. going back in time. They, You know, yeah. from a publicity point of view, I think this is going to be, there's going to be a backlash at some point. Yeah. yeah. Really. People are going to stop caring. Enough, exactly. There's so uh, many talented people. Yeah. Yeah. Break it up. Yeah. I don't Absolutely. Um, and then, oh wait, I had the, the pimp I put as Joaquin Phoenix because mm. <laughs> he just is such a creep. <laughs> he just seems like that with like, yeah. he just could fill that I role. I could see that. He's such a creep. Um, for <laughs> the director, I didn't know if we were allowed to do this. I kept Scorsese. I thought it'd be interesting wow. to see him redo it, but in today's mm. time. So yeah, he wouldn't be able to do it the same. Like I hope no, he would at he least would change it. A I hope, bunch. yeah. Well, and I hope that he would understand. Like you well, know, he would push himself to it. Like, I, I feel yeah, like he always yeah. in Wolf of Wall Streets. I think is one of his best films. The Departed and Wolf of Wall Street, I think, are two of his better ones. I feel like he keeps getting better as he goes. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe hopefully he would challenge himself to be like, well, obviously, and he probably wouldn't obviously <laughs> remake it. But um, the only other person was <laughs> last time when we did The Godfather, I said I wanted De Niro to direct it. So it would be interesting if De Niro <laughs> directed the. I'm just going to have De Niro as every director. Sure. Okay. But he ha- I, I think he wants to, especially now as he's not acting as much mm-hmm. and kind of filling some, some of those directorial roles. Sure. Uh, I think he could, but wouldn't. Probably. Mm-hmm. So um, those were... Oh, Iris. Um, Chloe Grace Moretz. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I yeah. had the hardest time yeah. thinking yeah. of who could play Iris. Oh, yeah. You know her. what? So did I. And I neglected to say mine, I believe. I had it, but that's good. Chloe Grace Moretz. Yeah. I have Bridget Medler. She is an up and coming. She used to be on, I believe it was a Nickelodeon show called Good Luck Charlie, or it might have been, it mm. might have been Disney. 
they canned it because the script writers started putting, I think they had a lesbian couple next door or something like that. And all the Disney parents were like, what? <laughs> and yeah, and my daughter stopped watching it because she just thought it was ridiculous. So um, anyway, she's an up and comer. I believe she has a new CBS uh, adult comedy coming out. I don't remember the name of the show, but remember the name. She's really okay. good. She's got good instincts, but I could totally see Chloe. Yeah. Grace. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's young enough to get away with it. And well, that was a problem I had with actually trying to fill the roles. I don't, I don't know a lot of up and coming young actresses right? like that. Exactly. Except Chloe. Like that's yeah. maybe one of the only names I would know. Yeah. But even, I mean, she is now. How old is she now? Like eight, she's a little bit 18, older. 19. Yeah, but she's yeah. still. Little but we can, we can mm-hmm. pretend we go into time machine. Oh, then if I could cast uh, Dakota Fanning in Man on Fire. You could. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, she, she was be awesome Irish. back in the day for sure. Okay, before my list, I hate to call you out, but when I said that I thought Wolf of Wall Street was one of his best movies, you gave me a look like I just kicked a puppy. What's up with that, Chris? I, Do you disagree? I love Scorsese's movies. I always have, and I probably always will. I didn't really dig that wow. movie. I felt like it it took a lot of elements that really hit with Goodfellas and just kind of put it in a new setting. Interesting. Um, mm-hmm. I like the character, uh, the main character, Lewis character. I felt was kind of very Ray Liotta, you know, but even more one dimensional hmm. uh, than Henry Hill was. Hmm. Uh, and a lot of the voiceovers and stuff. Well, ask yourself, is all this legal? Like, motherfucker, I know it's not legal. OK, mm-hmm. don't do obvious talkovers yeah. to me just because talkovers worked with as far back as I can remember. I was wanting to be a gangster like those. Those two things aren't the same. <laughs> Uh, but I don't think that's why he was doing the voiceover. It's the same similar. It's the same plot device that House of Cards uses, where you have your main character. You want the audience to love your main character, who right. is despicable. Yeah. So what do you do? Is you have the ma- the main character confide in you. You are the one he tells his secrets to, so that way, like he can get away with that stuff because yeah. hey, we're buddies. He's confiding in me. Everyone else in his world doesn't know what's going on, but he's yeah. confiding in me. But we never really got that side to really. Well, yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, and, I'm just saying you know? that's probably why they did more of the voice. Oh, yeah, yeah, stuff. of course, of course. Because he did horror. You should really just be super happy at the end, spoiler alert, when he gets arrested mm-hmm. and put in the jail because. Yeah. I mean, he was doing a horrible. He was ripping off. It was a Ponzi scheme. Yeah. Basically. Mm-hmm. He was ripping off a whole bunch of people. But yeah, and there was it. no soft side. There was just uh, lewds and hookers and mm-hmm. lots uh, and lots of both okay. of those things. Yeah. So and then it lot. even kind of ended Not like okay. Goodfellas. Like, you know how in Goodfellas, uh, Henry, he's standing in the house, his mm-hmm. witness protection house, and it kind of zooms out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, uh, dude's on the stage, and he's like an inspirational speaker, and then kind of yeah. ends like that, yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. He never... That's an interesting parallel. Yeah, it's, it's, well, that's an interesting yeah. take on it, for yeah. sure. Never thought about that. I'm getting a lot of those with all like the sequels they're making, like Sin City, I mm. felt did that where they just took a lot of the stuff that was really hitting in the first one yeah. and just kind of just threw a lot of heavy of that in the oh. sequel. That's another one where I'm like, you fought for the sequel for how long? <laughs> Why then, didn't you work on yeah, a script in the it. meantime? Like, are you kidding me? And I know this is one where me and you disagree on. I felt Uh-oh. like they did the same with the second Uh-oh. 300 movie. Oh, I know you liked it better I than the original. I liked that better than the first one. You did? Well, for one, I think that actor is better than Jerry Butler. But the first one, I remember watching the first one. I was like, this blows my fucking mind. I've never seen anything like this. Uh, and then by the time the second one came out, it was just like, oh, okay, well, you, you're redoing well, all Well, of course, this they're going to do again. the same style. 
Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. Yeah. I just felt like... They had uh, to repopulate the tribe. Like the slow motion well, in all of it was forced. This was Athens. Okay. No, 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 no. And the first 300 actually fits in the middle of the second 300, which I thought was really cool. But I'm really telling you, if you well, like... I, I will uh, fight you outside after this you, recording, sir. If you we like, this is, this is why he's so mad about this, because he <laughs> is the biggest go, fan of Ava Green's titties. They have 40 minutes of screen time in that movie by themselves in slow motion. <laughs> 37 minutes. I timed it. I, I, I've heard they have a development deal over, <laughs> over at Legendary, so I'm excited about that. Oh. I think they have a chance in this town. Um, <laughs> okay, on that note. <laughs> so for my choice for the remake, mm-hmm. I really, because once again, I agree with Danny, like I feel like really the other characters weren't fleshed out and I want that. Mm-hmm. I feel that if there was a remake, I would want it to really just... Kind of, I mean, I still want the murky elements. I still want kind of that descent into madness or the descent into violence or whatever, or that just the uncomfortable mm-hmm. feeling. Um, but I want more from all the characters, and I want a lot of the unsaid to be way more have way more power and speak a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have as the director David Fincher okay. because I felt like in Gone Girl, I mean. With with Ben Affleck's character especially, I mean, you kind of casted him in a role that he's very comfortable with because yeah. he didn't really – I thought he did great, but he didn't really have to push him. But the way that it was filmed was very much like you kind of would understand things that weren't said. Right. right. And then he was very murky, and I kind of really like that directing style. For Travis Bickle, because once again, Nightcrawler is basically a remake of Taxi Driver. <laughs> I have Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake G. Because I thought he would do a great job of kind of descending into that madness. I just don't think he's dark enough. Oh, you need to see Nightcrawler. Holy crap. Okay. Uh, yeah, you need to see that movie. <laughs> I have not you seen it. You need to see that movie. There's so movie. many movies. How so do people... Good. It's like a full-time job. Well, it is a full-time job yeah. watching movies. Well, I got luckily yeah. I got a screener for that. So yeah. that's how I would probably would never have seen that movie. For mm-hmm. some reason, I love Jake Gyllenhaal in movies, but yeah. for some reason I'm... I'm always surprised when I see a movie like, oh, my gosh, he did a great job. Yeah. He always does a great job. That's because he was in Bubble Boy. Okay. That's why you're Actually, surprised. yeah, that explains a lot. You're, that's probably, that your... I think you're exactly right. <laughs> that's Ugh. the reason oh, Noah became an actor. See? Yeah. Because of Bubble Boy. I, I love that. So for me, for for Betsy, once again, I would want someone that could, un- unlike Sybil Shepard, I want someone who <laughs> can take that little role that really doesn't matter. It mm-hmm. does not matter who's in that role mm-hmm. and add some elements to it where there's more depth and there's more backstory than what you actually get in the movie. So I put Emma Stone. Okay. I put I put Anne Hathaway in the in the Godfather one. Mm-hmm. Or as, either as Casablanca. Casablanca. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. No, I don't remember which one it was. Was it Casablanca? Casablanca yeah. yeah. So cause she did the same thing, like Dark Knight Rises, she got nothing for that role. Like there, there was her Catwoman. I was so mad that in the movie, there's her character has nothing, but Anne Hathaway brought a lot to it. Where there's a lot of backstory that you didn't know, but she mm-hmm. brought kind of a history. And I feel like with Birdman, um, Emma Stone did such a great job, yeah, with that and kind of adding that. That role in Birdman could have been so two dimensional and so mm-hmm. flat, just a screaming daughter, you know. And I felt like Emma Stone brought a lot to that, and I'd like to see her. I know it'd be a little bit younger than. Yeah. I'm assuming what Sybil was back in the day. You can't yeah. tell with that fashion how, how old she was. Um, well, it's true. She says everything's all loose and baggy. Yeah, you can't Come tell. On. Everyone looks middle-aged. Um, 
for for Palantine, once again, it doesn't really matter at all who that is. Like I didn't, I wasn't necessarily even sure in the movie why mm-hmm. De Niro wanted to shoot him anyway. You know, I, liked I him. did. He had not... a nice rapport. He shook his hand in the cab. Yeah, I don't understand why he went after him. So it doesn't really matter. But I would, I want Kyle Chandler. The guy from Friday really? Night Lights from, um, yeah. I'm trying to think what he was in recently, but he has a new show that's coming out on Netflix. This is not a plug, I promise, but if Netflix, you want to give me a free subscription, I wouldn't mind that either. But, um, so I thought Kyle <laughs> Chandler, hey, what up? I love you. Um, so yeah, so I, I, I think Kyle Chandler would, would be a great choice for that. Um, <laughs> so for Iris, I also had a hard time. I really did. Um, but once again, if we're going to hop into my time machine, my DeLorean, yeah. I would cast Chloe Grace Moretz. Yeah. Because I think she's awesome. And she yeah. still is, but obviously she's too old for the part. And last but not least, because it's super exciting for me, for sport, yeah, I put DJ Qualls. <laughs> he's so slimy and it's not his fault but i feel like it's not your fault he, it's not dj's fault but he comes across <laughs> so i think that would be great i would love to have him in the role of you that. know who i, I want there hilarious. actually is a uh, ryan seacrest <laughs> oh my God. he could play that slimy guy yeah. he could or Sorry, it'd be amazing ryan. yeah Iris, you don't want to leave me. You're my favorite girl. <laughs> That'd be amazing. So, all right. Well, did we pull any life lessons from this movie? Did we come out of the tunnel a better person? Ooh. I thought it, I mean, I thought it had a, it showed depression well. Yeah. I don't even want to say it showed PTSD very well because Mm-mm. I feel like there's films that do a better job and he mm-hmm. really didn't have there some wasn't of the a same. name yeah PTSD didn't really have that uh, name back then did yeah, it yeah probably not but but also it just I feel like there's other films like he didn't have a lot of the at least glaring um, characteristics of it so I would say it was more about to me, isolation and depression yeah, and kind of taking you through his own personal hell that he experiences every Mm -hmm. day. So that was, that's kind of was my understanding of it. I did, however, when I was recasting, kind of want to cast a black actor for Travis Bickle because I thought that would be interesting Mm -hmm. to, but then I don't know how you would change the dynamics Mm, of it. Like, would you make Iris you know, also African-American or would you keep her the same? So, but, but it was sad because as I was looking through the list of African-American actors that are out right now, there is very short list. And I feel like that's crazy. And then I started to think of how often, you know, all different movies and how we're casting Bradley Cooper and Jennifer Lawrence and everything. I know. And so that, not to make a political statement, which I'm clearly making a political statement now. (laughs) But what I meant to say was (laughs) it would be interesting because Martin Scorsese specifically didn't cast a black actor for Travis Bickle, right? No, for the pimp. For the pimp. For the pimp. And a couple other roles that, you know, you just didn't want to make it like a race thing. Yeah. But you could. You a lot can, of the pimps were white. But you don't have to make it a racing. That's what I'm saying right. is that. Right, it right. Is, are, so we just recast it with all white actors again. So all I'm saying is that it would be interesting mm-hmm. if we could have the story today um, and and have non-Caucasian because I'm, I'm a non-Caucasian. <laughs> or I could even yeah. see 
she, once again, she would bring more to this, but for Betsy, like Gabrielle Union. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think she'd be. Yeah. Or Sanaa Lathan. Like, those yeah. would to be interesting people who'd bring a little bit more to it. Absolutely. So if we're having I to, think it could work, definitely. So God knows we don't want to force you to, to do that, Noah. <laughs> no, I didn't mean to make it about that. I no, just, it's, because it's I honestly because when I read that he like specifically didn't cast, and I know it was for because he at that time yeah. it was like, yeah. well, you don't want to have a black pimp, and that's kind of but then what if you had mm-hmm. the protagonist as, you know, a, a race other than white? Yeah. yeah. So it was yeah. anyways. But I I I kind of jumped the gun on the on the life lesson thing because I wanted to for the remake. I there's two people that I thought were hilarious choices for Bickle back in the day. Like these were legitimate people that were considered for the lead role. That I can't uh-huh. figure out who's funnier. I shouldn't say funny, but how crazy different this movie would be. One of them that was in mind, Burt Reynolds. Yeah, I saw that too. What? Yeah. <laughs> I know. That no. would be amazing. <laughs> Bickle can't have a mustache, man. <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh my god! Oh, that would have been so amazing. He—it's just like he's Firebird not pressed. He just tactics. does not. Yeah, care that's what about I was thinking. Of Firebird. Yeah. And then the other one, Neil Diamond. Uh, Get the yeah. fuck out of here! Neil Diamond <laughs> yes. was never up for Travis Bickle. Yeah. No way. Yes. They were pitching him. Actually, very. It says various studios con- considered producing this film. One suggested Neil Diamond for their lead role. Neil. And is it that same guy suggesting Channing Tatum for everything still? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably. He's he's in charge of Sorry, that, ladies, I that, know that, that Ghostbusters. Hurt. I know. They're yeah. all the females just turned off this podcast. Thanks a lot, jerk. <laughs> so but you back. ruined Gambit for me, Tatum. We're gonna have words. <laughs> oh my gosh. We are gonna find his place. Be like, that is a horrible Cajun accent. Uh, I'm ready for it. After seeing yeah. the Eagle, I know he can't pull off fake <laughs> accents. So, but oh, from the life lesson I learned from this movie mm-hmm. is the next time I take a girl on a first date, do not take her to an there adult movie. I didn't know not that again. before. Who would have yeah. known? Unless you found her on Craigslist. Yes, right. this is true. You got to watch well, probably where connections. Yeah. Date number three. Yeah. You could probably pull some pull something like that off. Sure. Because by then you know. By then you probably know. into this. <laughs> by then she already has a drawer in your dresser. Into what if she movies. was into that? That would have been a different movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they wouldn't have left the theater for 50 minutes. <laughs> She's like, take notes. <laughs> Any other life lessons? Anybody? No? Yeah. Uh, okay. Mine is have a vice and do it often. Because if you don't, you're just gonna end up watching everyone and go sick and get sick and go crazy from it. You have a hobby. I like Heroin. how you go dark, where yeah, you're like, yeah. have a vice. No, no, no. His Travis Bickle's hobby was driving around looking at people. <laughs> he <laughs> had a hobby. <laughs> have a varying hobby other than his job, which is to drive. But if, if they're like, hey, Travis, come out to the bar with us, man. Like, oh, yeah, okay, wizard, I'll go out with you guys. Nope. He, he had a hobby, and he was just he gonna drive around and look at people. Yeah. You could take up, like, golf. I don't know if you have to have a advice i mean i know they had shrinky dinks back then right he could have popped some of those on the stove had little toys to play with after you know i don't know mini golf yeah i mean if you go like drunk i guess i guess it counts yeah but no read a good book join a rec quite league. frankly <laughs> yeah right? could have cracked open a book i don't know did you see his handwriting 
<laughs> sure, big boy knew how to. Oh <laughs> I, I wanna, okay, now that's what you need to look up. Who wrote the letter? Exactly. Who's handwriting? Scorsese? Yeah. Well, that's that's why you're like holding his pencil. Yeah, that like, was you know, embarrassing. Jody, get in here and Can write you? this for us. Jody, okay. No, no, no. Exactly. Take out the hearts for your dot, for, for the dots above the eye. Happy smile. One other thing I wanted to talk about before we go that I found it's a fact, a trivia fact that I found very interesting is Robert De Niro, apparently for a couple months for preparation, drove a taxi around for 12 hours a day or 12 hours a day in mm. preparation for this. Yeah. Can we talk about um, is some types of prep really necessary? Yeah. Like, I don't really understand and Jodie How? Foster went around for a couple months. Yeah, she, you know. <laughs> well, she had to learn some stuff for sure. Right? Commitment to the bit, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it matters. Like, I don't, Nothing I don't, I, yeah. I don't under, Nothing. I mean, I, I get, like, I get when some actors do, you know, gun training or things mm-hmm. like that for roles because you don't yeah. want stupid holding a gun nowadays. But driving a taxi, like, does that. Have you driven a car, Robert De Niro? Because it's kind of the same thing, and you're not telling the story of a taxi driver. Yeah. That's not the narrative of narrative of this. Is this not a typical taxi driver? So it's not exactly. You're not going to get the same feel. Like, oh, I get it. Mm-hmm. Like, or <laughs> maybe just stare at people for like twelve hours a day. Like, I don't understand why he had to like go do that profession. Because the movie, right. honestly, I don't feel like the movie's real. It's called Taxi Driver, but I don't really feel like that's yeah the whole point. Well, it goes to what Wizard was saying, where uh, you become your job. And he was always, like, when he got back, it, he was, the man himself was teetering, right? And loneliness, mm-hmm. insomnia, all that. So what he was saying was, uh, just become a taxi driver. And that's all you got to say that that's... you are. So every <laughs> right. time he's like, well, I drive a taxi at night. Well, you're not really driving a taxi, Travis Bickle. You're looking at all these people fucking disgusted in the mm-hmm. streets. Yeah. So I just think that the title was just him trying to become the job as opposed to the man he actually is. Okay. The okay. pathology of loneliness. Ooh, deep. Wow. Do you guys and remember scene. do you remember that show Taxi Cab Confessions? You know what? Yes. I was telling oh uh, I was talking yes. to my grandfather and he he doesn't hear very well and he refuses to wear a hearing aid. And I was like, "Yeah, I'm going to be uh, on my friend's podcast. Uh, we're reviewing Taxi Driver." He's like, oh, that's that's amazing. And then my family gets together at the dinner table. Uh, and he's like, you guys here? Chris is going to be on Taxi Cab Confessions. <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> Everyone just starts laughing. And I was like, oh, God. Like, first off, Grandpa, I already was. <laughs> Second off, I said taxi driver. Yeah, that's what I thought of, though, whenever the senator, I think it was, yeah, it got in the back uh And whenever, because that's what that whole taxi cab confessions was. I always see a taxi driver as kind of like a priest because they like see or or hear all your sins, but they can't tell anyone really about it. I don't know where I was going with that. I was going somewhere with it. Oh, yeah. About him not really being not not about it, not really being about him Mm -hmm. being a taxi driver. I don't really think that they could do that today, though. Well, Jamie Foxx did that for collateral, but that Mm -hmm. made sense for him to do the thing as a taxi driver and kind of get the feel of that because for collateral... Mm -hmm. That was kind of his character. Like that's was his identity. Yeah, and then I mean, in this one, it's just an excuse. Yeah, so he could be so up just, long hours, not sleeping. I mean, I'm glad that De Niro had that time to kind of chill and drive a taxi for a while. But I'm like, I just sometimes, and I felt, and Daniel Day Lewis for There Will Be Blood apparently mm-hmm. worked on an oil rig for a while leading up to that. And so when I read that trivia, I was like, man, like sometimes I feel like 
does it really matter to have that much prep on something that doesn't necessarily no. influence that much? I don't know. Maybe so I thought that would be something I'd bring out to the, you guys. That's what I would say because he kept you know. checking his like rear view, like just stuff like that. That like a, clipboard and do that yeah, constantly. Driver. No, but like he, I don't. Yes, but um, but I think it was just his how uh, he also had to be kind of like their chauffeur chauffeur and it and he was ignored and he kind of yeah i don't know yeah we'll just look at the scorsese scene where he's a yeah. pull over here you see that yeah. yes he Can didn't I, have to say anything yeah. he just yeah. had to listen to this yeah. guy going crazy yeah. Yeah. Say, yeah. Yeah. taxi drivers are they're treated like that yeah mm-hmm. no 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 don't stay here did i say did i say that I know, we're done yeah. turn back that on turn that on exactly that scene with him and the whole like description and everything that he was talking about with his mm-hmm. wife and how he's going to kill her yeah. reminded me of American Psycho, which mm-hmm. was whenever you said um, Christian Bale. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought of. Mm-hmm. So anyways, uh, that violence that. Yeah. Pent up anger. Would you see uh, what a 44 does to a pussy? You should see yeah, that one. That was a classic <laughs> violence line. Yeah. I love that line. It's just because I was like the whole time I'm thinking, could they have this today? Could they redo this today? Could mm-hmm. they, how would it be different? How would they be able to do it? So. Yeah. That whole scene was really, really violent mm-hmm. and awful. Yeah. What the, the final. The scene with Scorsese in the backseat. Mm, yeah. You know, the whole thing, just the whole thing, the way he commanded De Niro to just sit there, don't write, look at that lady. I'm glad you saw her. You know who mm-hmm. that is, you know? And then describing what he was going to do with that 44 Magnum and then ugly stuff. Yeah. And then the scene right after he comes in, he's like, you got a 44 Magnum. Exactly. I got to see what, what this does to a pussy, man. The yeah, guy was raving was about so it. Weird, yeah. I can't okay. get it out of my head now. Yeah. <laughs> that was the first Awful. gun he asked for, though, when he it went It was, there. yeah. Especially after saying he didn't want a gun at first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Like, oh, I've heard of this one before. I hear it's it works. It's effective. It's effective. And only an idiot would carry him around New York City. Right. Oh eh, well. Anything I wish I had a, a gun dealer like that. Where he could just <laughs> right, give me anything. Yeah. Very what do you want? You got any guns? You, you mad? You need a car? You hungry? You want a bowl of cereal? It's a little warm in here. You need a blanket? Like that guy had everything. <laughs> <laughs> he had everything in his little suitcase. Like I, I want to know one of those guys. <laughs> exactly. It was just funny that he was a traveling salesman. They don't have those anymore. Like people used to sell vacuums. They had to like travel yeah. to sell vacuums because people didn't own those in their home. And encyclopedias. Mm. Yeah. Like door to door. Encyclopedias. You want to learn. People bought them. I know. You want to learn. God, Nobody comes to, to the door anymore. Nobody calls anymore. Nobody should call. Let's hope. Yeah. Nobody, Nobody calls. should go. Nobody should call. Text. Even my voicemails go to text. So My voicemails like, seriously, are you calling me right now? <laughs> <laughs> Just text. Yeah. Is this oh something gosh. that you could have texted? Please hang up and text me. If exactly. I don't know, know you, I'm not interested. If I do know you, why aren't you texting me? Yeah. You're supposed yeah. to know me. Uh, Very for, professional. If you guys are wondering what we're talking about earlier, Danny said she gets a little <laughs> it needs perturbed. No explanation. I think anyone <laughs> would know, and they'd be like, "Right," and no phone calls ever. Yeah. I don't know. I st- that stuff uh, seems a little too uh, weird for me. Like I'm used to talking face to face. Like that's where I strive. I don't want. Like I can't tweet you. I don't want to FaceTime you. I don't want to talk to you through a computer. That's still weird to me. It's still mm. foreign. I, like, I just wish you wouldn't show up when I'm sleeping. And <laughs> I wake up and you're at the foot of my bed. I'm like, whoa. I, I had to tell you, whoa. man. I had to yeah, tell no. you. Yeah, you guys that was... have a weird relationship. <laughs> Scaring me. 
jealous. Right. I'm so jealous. All right. Anything else we got before we get into plugs? Anything else we want to mention about this movie? Nothing? No. All right. Great, great. movie. Check we, it out. We did it, you guys. Yay. All right. Oh. So now it's plugs time. So once again, we'll start with Miss Amy. And then we'll oh. go around the room. And remember, this will probably drop on. <laughs> drop. I don't. What's the term for podcasts? Is it's it the most come fire. out? Is this is the released? most fire episode of 2015. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Chris. <laughs> this podcast will come out to its parents on April 19th. You happy? <laughs> I don't know. What that's that's actually next week's podcast. <laughs> Whatever, April 19th. April 19th. Is when this becomes a thing that more than five people hear. And where will we hear that, Noah? On the Ozzy Cobb Network, of course. Duh. On iTunes, YouTube, and SoundCloud. Yay. So what you got? I am on Twitter at Amy J. Cordova. All one word, all lower caps. Same on Instagram. And I'm currently, I've got, um, as I mentioned before, I'm in publicity. I'm doing film publicity and TV as well. Um, I have a couple of exciting up-and-coming nonprofit type events coming out soon, but I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about it, so I will just hint towards it. Will you know by April 19th? I might. Maybe, Because <laughs> if not. so, then you can say it. <laughs> I may not know by April uh, okay. 19th. Okay, that's okay. But, you know, so be watching for it. <laughs> Anything, Chris? Yeah, well, first, I just want to say thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, this is absolutely. a lot of fun. Uh, thanks for coming on the show. No problem. Uh, if you ever need me to watch a movie repeatedly for you, I do it. All right. Good uh, <laughs> Love to have you on again. That's exciting. Appreciate it, man. Uh, you guys go on Facebook, check out Vaguely Nefarious. That's mine and Noah's improv group. Yeah, you. Uh, we're hilarious. And uh, I don't know. We have a show on May you, 4th. Yeah, May 4th. There you go. Mm. And if uh, you ever see me in a bar, buy me a drink. Yes. Oh, fair enough. Where is your show on May 4th? Where is our show on May 4th? Is it IO? IO West, everyone. IO West oh. on Hollywood. Right? Hollywood, yeah. 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 <laughs> Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah, right. yeah. Ms. Danny. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Ms. Danny Fernandez, M-S-D-A-N-I-F-E-R-N-A-N-D-E-Z. For some reason, it's so hard for people to spell my name. <laughs> It's a girl, Danny. Well, it's like foreign and stuff. It's not. It's not white. Everyone is <laughs> fancy. fancy. Whenever I tell someone my name is Danny, whenever I tell, actually, never mind, I'll go to, anyways, most people can't spell <laughs> Danny. Uh, I do. I produce, I'm currently producing the comedy rap battle at the improv, the Hollywood improv that's off Melrose. Awesome. I don't nice. have our date right in front of me, but I'm sure I'll be tweeting about it. We have it once a month there so check it out it's like a freestyle rap battles with comedians um but we have like two comedian celebrity judges and then one rapper judge and yes nice. that they're really dropping beats they're dropping <laughs> beats over there they're dropping podcasts out there no that's amazing and their podcasts yeah <laughs> all right great well thank awesome. you everybody for being a part of this it thank was you. very this exciting was a lot of fun so and until next time have a good one. I have no idea how to end this, so we'll probably go to the music at this point. Seacrest out. Catchphrase. Seacrest out. <laughs> Sport out. <laughs> this has been an Aussie Cobb Media production. Executive producers Noah Kinsey and Brian Nicholas. For more information, visit ozzycobb.com. Yeah.